Welcome to Bird Camp Podcast. This is a show dedicated to the pursuit and promotion of upland birds, specifically the rough grouse. So if you like sitting around a campfire with your favorite bird dog and two brothers from Michigan who love talking about upland hunting, this podcast is for you. So let's put another log on the fire and start the show. This is Bird Camp. Welcome to Bird Camp. This is episode six of season two. It's Thursday, March 11th. And it's our St. Patrick's Day special. Luck of the Irish. Luck of the Irish. <laughs> if I had an Irish accent, I'd do it. Well, welcome to Bird Camp. We are two brothers, and uh, our mission is to bring you stories from the field in pursuit of uh, upland, rough grouse, woodcock, pheasant. Uh, stories from the field inform entertain uh this episode we have a special guest we're going to bring on and uh our second segment it's uh wayne carberry and he's actually a woodcock hunter as well as fisherman and outdoorsman from ireland so that'll be interesting that's part of our saint patrick's day special but we'd like to say congratulations to our last podcast winner chris ingham uh, chris ingram on the uh, onyx elite drawing congratulations chris yeah, I think he'll enjoy that. I uh, I know I've actually been playing with the maps a little bit this week. Just yeah. it's kind of interesting and and uh, pretty intuitive. It really is. Yeah, it's an awesome program. I've used it before. Uh, we're like old guys, so we're not into the Onyx maps and mapping programs. Even though I've had them, the GPS and collars and Doctra and everything on uh, my dogs before, but um, I think I used Onyx when it was brand new. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, but uh, I, I dove back into it. I'm, uh, I'm getting back into it. So, uh, And then we'd like to talk about, uh, we got our knife, our Bark River knife. So that's exciting. Kevin. Yeah, thanks to Bark River, they sent us a spectacular knife. Um, we have it right here in my hand. So we, uh, we're very appreciative. Uh, Bark River was one of our first guests on our podcast. That's right. If not the first. I believe it was our first guest. And uh, Talk to Jim. Jim, and we've developed a little bit of a relationship with Jim. We're hoping to see him this fall with COVID changes and whatnot. We'll probably, we're usually up in that area somewhere hunting. They're uh, out of Escanaba, and uh, beautiful place. Uh, we, we really wish nobody would go there. <laughs> That's right. Because <laughs> it's so beautiful. But uh, Yeah, so check them out. They're at BarkRiverKnives.com. Yes, BarkRiverKnives.com. They, uh, they make some of the finest... Uh, nice and cult- culturally around and yeah the cool thing about the uh knife that we're going to be giving away it's it's hunter orange on the handle it's hunter orange i'd say the handle is six inches long the five, handle five to six yeah yeah the, the blades probably and it's got a little thumb i'm sure there's a technical term for that that i should know a little thumb rest it's actually a bravo one model it's a bravo one model the yeah. knife okay yeah and i think jim said it was his best-selling right knife. Yeah. um the handle, I'm not sure what it is, to be honest with you. I think, the more I look at it, I think it's wood because there's grain in there, but it is colored orange. I guess we should have asked when we were talking to Mark uh, the, I, I'm sure we, we'll find out more information. we got a ways um, to go on this. One thing I just noticed is the very top of the handle has a hole through it. 
So you could put a piece of leather or rawhide or something through it. Um, but we also, and well, let me finish. The blade looks to be about four inches. And it comes with, a, I don't want to open it up. Maybe Matt can do it, but uh, you might hear some rattling. It comes with a beautiful leather sheath. Um, the river does have the Bark River logo on it. Yep. And Or I'm sorry, the knife on the on the back of the blade has the Bark River logo. It's very sharp too. It's very sharp, very sharp. And it has a beautiful weight to it in your hand. And I have, you know, brother and I have huge hands, but... It has a beautiful weight to it. There, it's an all-purpose knife. There's so much you can do with it. It's awesome knife. So if you want to get involved in that, become one of our patrons on Patreon. We're going to lower the prices because uh, we're just not getting a lot of uh, Patreon supporters. So we're going to go a dollar. We're going dollar? Going dollar. That'll help us out. One buck. A buck a month. A buck a month. Twelve bucks. You're in the drawing for the beautiful knife. And you need to get in the drawing because... If it disappears into my life collection, you'll never see it again. So, And we don't want Kevin to have it. He has I, enough knives. I have plenty of knives. You know, I, I, I'm kind of like a Democrat in Washington. I, somebody needs to limit my knife. thought purchase. you weren't going to talk about politics. Well, that, that was that was it. <laughs> so we're going to get a video and some photos. It's of not that. the first vow I broke in my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We're going to get a video and some photos. We'll be putting that on our website as well as our Patreon site. But support us so we can bring you some high-quality podcasts, even though uh, this isn't the highest-quality podcast. But at least so we can continue to do this to try to bring you guys some quality entertainment, stories, information. Now, another way to uh, get into the drawing for the knife is if you order merchandise, right? Is yep. that what, what we're talking about? So we can you can order some merchandise. The hats are nice. Um, the sweatshirts are really nice. Uh, usually I wear it during the podcast, but we're not videoing today. so Yeah, even a sticker. Um, uh, a sticker. Anything will get you in the drawing for the Patreon. and uh, That stuff's all at our website. I, I got to be a little rude here because I do know they all listen. We're, we're, uh, our bird camp is excluded from the knife drawing. I'm sorry, guys. Why? <laughs> should we or should we not? Why are you excluding them? Okay. They're from Indiana. They count. It's They're just, not all from Indiana. It's like another tax. We'll just tax them again on their super high. Uh, well, see, if they uh, win it, then we can steal the knife in the middle of the night. Well, if Dr. Tom wins it, maybe he'll will it back to us. Yeah, but, I doubt it. Yeah, he's got sons. so that's not gonna He's got a Matt and Kevin himself. He's going to leave Matt and Kevin, yep. All right, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, that's pretty much it. So, yeah, we're going to lower the price to be a patron, or if you order a product from us, you'll be uh, good to go. Yeah, and this knife, uh, we're not going to... Uh, break our relationship with Park River, but it is not a cheap knife. No, it's not a it, cheap knife. In fact, you could buy a nice shotgun for the price of this knife. Yeah, it's it's a... It's you a, can't buy ammo right now, but yeah. you can buy... <laughs> I, I'm not a hardcore knife collector. I just have always liked knives since I've been a little boy. If I put this in my collection, it would be the nicest knife in my collection. Yeah. And uh, I've got some dandies sitting around here, but... So, All right, good. moving on. Moving on. Stand by for news. This is not Dan Rather. <laughs> this is the evening news. Or the afternoon. Or morning. It's morning. So the first big news, brother, is... Ready? Six months to opening day, 188 days. 188 days. We haven't even started making plans yet, have we? No. No? But uh, we, we should throw that out to the listeners at some time, too. Know. Yeah. What, what are the plans? Any big trips? You know, I've been listening to the other guys at podcast on Upland Hunting, and they they all had a great time um, out in uh, eastern Montana. Mm-hmm. I got friends mm-hmm. in western Montana. There's a lot of grizzly bears out there, 
and it's high altitude. You saw a grizzly last year, didn't you? Yeah, well, two years ago. When we Wait, you saw, saw a mountain goat or what? A mountain sheep? What, what did you see? Something really cool. After it you... was the cub running down the, the Oh, hill. the cub running yeah. down the hill. Um, but eastern Montana, where uh, Bridget Nielsen's from, that sounds kind of interesting to do a spruce, gout, spruce grouse hunt. What do you think about that? That might be interesting. I know Doc's interested yeah. big time. Uh, um, but he wants to chase sharp tail, but that's the same environment. Um, but they open up earlier in earlier September. So oh, that's something you I've said that last podcast. Yeah, that's something uh, I'm Bridget said. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as we look, you know, I, I don't know what we do. Do we fly out? Do we uh, camper it? I don't know. This is some, we started the news promo. So oh, oh, oh okay, <laughs> we left the news. I'm sorry. Back to the news. All right, so we got uh, six months, 188 days to opening day. That's the big news. Um, that's our headline. Yep, the NRC, Michigan Natural Resource Commission. So kind of explain what that is if you want to or I can. It's basically it's a commission of elected officials, and they're the ones that vote right. to make these changes. The DNR just doesn't make changes. These are commissioners that actually get to vote and make these. And they're like representatives, right? Right, so, yeah. That's actually going on right now, March 11th. They started at 9 a.m. We're doing this. Uh, it's about 10.30 now. That matters. Everybody's listening to this later. But um, So we'll have news on our next podcast on what they decided. But the big thing they're deciding there is they're making some changes to migratory game bird hunting seasons, kind, kind of to line that up to help get more hunting out there, more opportunities. But as far as our interest goes, it's they're lining up woodcock with – Sharp tail in Michigan, right? With sharp- I'm, I'm sorry, with roughed grouse. It's opening a small game, September 15th. I have no expertise on this. This should be left, you know, I'm sure the biologists and the commissioners all have insight. And I think they do take citizen comments, too. Um, concerns? Woodcock migration seems to be flexible. Yeah. You know, it could be early, it could be mid, could be late. And... Lining it up, I, I just don't have the information to know well, if that's a smart thing. Because September 15th, the traditional start of grouse season, rough tail. And we went up, when were rough. we at the Rock last, was that first week of October, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. And then friends of mine who went up to the Rock were seeing woodcock. So that would make sense what they're doing. It, it may make sense. I, I'm based not on that qu- information. I'm not questioning what they're doing at all. I'm just saying, I, I wonder, because the week before we went up to the Rock, there was lots of woodcock. The week we were there, we talked to several hunters we ran into, and nobody saw any woodcock. It, you know, it's a migratory thing, and Drummond Island obviously is in the middle of a lot of migration yeah. paths, being in the, sitting in the middle of Lake Huron. So we'll let you know on that. But they're also going to do some aligning with the uh, zones, uh, maybe, maybe not, and maybe closely aligning goose and duck season to. They're saying it's going to be more opportunities, but I mean, goose is pretty long. It's got actually two segments where we live, but it's goose comes into the new. Well, it year. depends what zone you're in and everything too. Right. So, yeah. okay. So the big news is uh is that. So we'll let you know on that. That's ongoing. They're meeting right now. Um, well, cougar sighting. Well, well, one other thing. The, oh, sorry. The migratory game bird hunting in 2021. It looks like it's going to resemble 2020. So yeah. So I wouldn't. I'm guessing without you know we can't tune in today because we have a guest coming on i'm guessing that the changes will be 2021 and after would be my guess but i don't know yeah we'll we'll keep you updated all right hit the cougars man cougar sighting this is not cougar from top gun no different cougar it's not cougar that this I, is like mountain it's lion it's not cougars they also that known I, as i look for in the store either 
No. <laughs> That's a different type of cougar. <laughs> you don't see a lot of those. Yeah. This is also known as a puma or mountain lion. So they put out, I'm sure everybody saw this, but everybody knows and everybody, not everybody's seen it, but there's been obvious, you know, since the invention of these trail cams and now they've gone on cellular networks and people are having connected to their Wi-Fi and you can watch them on your phones. So people are seeing cougars on basically on their, their trail cams and the DNR was, I don't know if they're denying it, but they weren't affirming it right they, they didn't affirm it for a long time which i you know I, i'll defend the dnr here they're putting a lot of money into deer and yeah elk and salmon and you know many other things and birds i i don't think since it was a species that they knew had disappeared or they thought had disappeared i i think that what they do is they didn't put any money or time into it and with the advent of trail cams we've all seen the pictures Right, as well as in person. but So now they've confirmed 65 sightings in the past 13 years. But they did say, note, some of those could be, it doesn't mean they're 65 cougars. That could be the same cougar Duplicate. being yeah, seen yeah. And uh, also, I saw that they, they're still speculating these cougars are coming from way out in Montana, Wyoming. Yeah. Now, these are all on the UP except for one is in the Lower Peninsula. Well, I know there's one in the Lower Peninsula. Yeah, you saw it. Because we had a run-in with one. And, yeah. uh, so there was 13 and 2020. i, I got to help the covey out here. When you're at a camp that, let's say, with a camper, let's say, and you're set up a camp, and you're between two hunting groups, and you're up there with one friend, it's best not, no matter how bad you want it, to cook chicken over the fire, because it does bring animals in. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> but... Yeah, and don't leave it out after you're done and eating. that was the yeah. mistake. <laughs> but, yeah, so in 2020, there was 13 confirmed, and 2019, 11. Um, and, uh, yeah, I already mentioned the rest of that. But they are protected in Michigan, so you can't hunt them and shoot them. So uh, yep. that's your, uh, your ne- sighting. Next on the news, the Michigan City has adopted a non-binding resolution urging state wildlife officials to organize a hunting and trapping season for Upper Peninsula gray wolves this year now that the animals are no longer protected under the Endangered Species Act. Yeah, we kind of talked about that mm-hmm. with uh, one of our guests, and, you know, Wisconsin just did that. So right. We, I'm sure Michigan is watching that. So, What do you think the wolf population is in Michigan? Well, there's no natural predators. Well, animal oh, predators. Automobiles. <laughs> as, 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 as is shown in St. Ignace right off the bridge. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, well, moving on. That's a touchy subject. Yeah, yeah, I don't have. There's nothing there. And for then me. for those of you who hunt and or live in western Upper Peninsula, um, the Michigan Department of Natural Resources Western Upper Peninsula Citizens Advisory Council will meet virtually in the web conference from 6 to 8.30 Eastern on Thursday, March 18th. And I think if you want to add something to that, I don't remember if I read three or five days prior, you have to uh, let them know. But that's all on the uh, – you can contact Christy Dahlstrom. Dahlstrom. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's on the DNR website if you really want to take – participation or watch it since they're doing it virtually i'm sure they're doing it by google or zoom or something so yeah, my schedule's a little unset this afternoon but i may tune into that that's not this afternoon it's the uh, oh it's not march 18th oh i i thought that said the 13th this is the 18th yeah so yeah it's a week from today yeah so that's it from the news um anything else you want to talk about before we move on to our our guest 
No, I, I think it's kind of that time of year, six months out. Okay, so here's here's a real question. So yeah. if a wolf and a cougar run into each other, what happened? There's got to be a Warner Brothers cartoon thing. That... <laughs> Morning, <laughs> Ralph. <laughs> Morning, Ralph. Morning, Sam. <laughs> That's exactly what That's what is. happens. <laughs> All right, I was waiting for it. Morning, Ralph. Morning, Sam. All right, well, so stay tuned for our St. Patrick's Day special. We're going to be talking with Wayne from Wayne's Outdoor Pursuits on YouTube. You know what? And check those YouTube videos out. They are awesome. And, you know, I started watching them just doing research for this because one of our listeners, um, who I should, I failed to get his name, but one of our Covey members said, hey, try this guy. And I found him through Facebook, and his videos are remarkable. Yeah, we, we just thought it'd be, in March, a good time to touch on Ireland. I mean, with St. Patrick's yeah, Day. Our it, heritage on our father's pl- side. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, Matt. Yeah, our, our heritage on our father's side comes through Ireland. Uh, our grandma's maiden name was O'Brien, so there you yeah, go. Yeah. And even on our mom's side. There's some there, too. Because the, where they live is Aaron, like from Yeah, it's, it's like Aaron the Locke most and, Irish town yeah, I've ever seen. the most Irish but, town in Tennessee. So we have it actually on both sides, but um, I, what are we, like 20? Uh, it's like 24, 14. Yeah, I did the DNA but, thing, but yeah. we're basically a quarter. <laughs> the rest of us are English mixed. <laughs> yeah. So and, and let's not get into the Saint, the Covey here. Let's not get into the St. Patrick's Day thing. I know there's two different types of Irish. Well, there's many types of Irish, but it's just a celebration of, of the Irish heritage. And I, I actually worked pretty hard trying to find somebody from like their tourism bureau and yeah I, we got no contact back no, nothing came back I, it wasn't their tour it was some type of tourist thing for bird hunting and i didn't get anything back but matt was able to round up this guest when oh, it was he, actually one of our covey members so yeah, yeah well point is that way we have lots of questions i think it'll be a great interview um, yeah there's lots of things for the covey here and uh but i recommend you check out his uh youtube videos they're pretty short um they keep your attention um it's wayne's outdoor pursuits just plug that in youtube but all right stay tuned for our next segment we'll be uh on the phone here with wayne carberry wayne thanks for being on the show go ahead kevin hey this is a oh no problem this is a wayne carberry um from ireland and Wayne is with Wayne's Outdoor Pursuits, and he has a YouTube channel. And we'll go into it and have Wayne explain what else he has. Uh, Wayne, as you've probably heard, we're a podcast based out of Michigan in the United States. And in Michigan, we focus mainly on rough grouse, a little bit of sharp tail, woodcock hunting. There's about every type of hunting you can want here. But we're, we're focused yeah. on upland hunting. So uh, let, let's start out this way. We do call our listeners the Covey. So if you hear us say the Covey, that's just our listenership. Uh, All right. Nice. Pr- pretty loyal. <laughs> you, you know how those upland hunters are. Pretty loyal listenership. Uh, but, yes. But first of all, let's start off with this, Wayne. Where are you located in Ireland? I'm in the Midlands. I'm in Longford in Ireland. Oh, okay. So can, it's in the Midlands. Can, Explain that a little more for the dumb Americans, right in the middle of Ireland. Well, we're in the center, center of Ireland. Yeah. Okay. Right in the center. We'd be a county right in the center of Ireland. Nice. And what's what's the topography there? What was what I mean, is it for for the uninitiated, I know my brother has been to Ireland several times. I have not. Is it heavily wooded? Is it mostly moors and it's open? heavily wooded. It's more it's more bogland and peatland that we be we be on, you know. It, it, there is wooded areas too, but a lot of a lot of my shooting now would be all over peatland and bog along bogland. Interesting. Mar- yeah. yeah. Yes. And uh, what t- what species of birds are you hunting? 
Well, woodcock, pheasant, we, like, we don't have any grouse here. Grouse are a thing in the past, like, so it's mostly snipe as well. But then we do a lot of duck. A lot of duck. A lot of duck and snipe. Uh, common rail snipe or what type of snipe? Oh, just a common snipe. No. Common snipe, yeah. not a rail snipe. Okay. So you're saying at one point the grouse were there, were they just... I well, mean... it, see, the, the company come in, uh, born Mona, to start uh, cultivating the bogs for, for people to bring to the power stations to power uh, for electricity. And when they started on the bogs, they started stripping off the top, the header off the bog and going down to the mill piece. And we lost all our grouse that way. Oh. Like it was very, there was plenty of grouse back maybe 40 years ago in Ireland. Now they're very, very sparse. Now there'd be only parts of Ireland, very few. It's similar to our pheasant. Uh, pheasant hunting in, in our area was huge. And then in the 70s, because of some of the same things, we, we and many factors, we lost our pheasant population. They're trying to rebuild it now, though. So, um, Yeah, we have that problem, too. Yeah. And, and tell us what with you, the pheasant. Tell us, Wayne, tell us about your outdoor pursuits and the YouTube channel. Just uh, and you Well, can... I just I started it up more or less just as, for a bit of fun, basically. You know, because years ago, like, I used to do a lot of duck shooting over decoys and that, and I always used to say, Jesus, I'd love a camera, you know, and to be able to do, record it. And there was no GoPros or anything like that back in the day, you know. And just when the GoPros then come out, then I started getting involved with the GoPros and starting to learn how to use them and just enjoy it now. It's, it's not, it's just for more enjoyment than anything I do, you know. It's not to make money or, it's just... Yeah, yeah, we, we are. It's nice to have it. Like, you know, you can always look back on the videos. You know, they're there on YouTube and they'll be there for a long time to come. Yeah, oh, they're, yeah. they're going to be there forever. That's kind of exactly why we started podcasting because a lot of people were telling us we should. It was my brother's idea. And it's it's for fun, you know, and we get a lot of interaction. We're meeting a lot of people, and that's great, especially during COVID. It's hard to meet people, obviously. So, um, what kind of dogs are you hunting with? Well, just Springers, Springer Spaniels. See, see, over here we're so naive about the UK. We would have thought they'd be Irish setters for some reason, but no. Well, it, there is parts. There is parts that the setters would be more, you know, more suitable for, in a in a sense. Like I, the the cover would be more open. You'd be able to work setters better. But where I am in the bog now is very very thick cover. Like and you you yeah. need springers. Setters just aren't that fond of going into the real heavy thorns and. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, it's it's thick. I, yeah. I know some of the videos, like, I'm like, Kevin, my brother, he would never go in there. <laughs> yeah, but that, this is the problem. Like, I, I, I've had lads out now with setters and pointers, and, you know, they do struggle in, in parts of it. But there is other other areas of the country where they work quite well. The, the cover wouldn't be just as thick. You have two springers? Uh, I have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On the videos, are those all your dogs then? or? Yeah, they're my dogs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are they Nigi, good? Yeah. Are they good dogs? Mature dogs? Uh, they are. Or... They're good dogs now, in fairness, now. They are, yeah. One of them now is, would be a very good dog, but he's out to get bronchitis now, so oh, no. I'm retired from him already, and he's only seven. Oh, only seven. That's that's a shame. Yeah, I got a, a, I got a retired yeah. English setter. Like, we don't know how old he is because I rescued him, but, yeah, it's 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 sad when they can't go out anymore. So. Now, do you have to travel far to hunt, or do you, you stay mostly there in the mid-country? I can, I can actually stand at my back door smoking a cigarette and watch the woodcock flight now the wood across the house in the evening. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> that's no, awesome. that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's no joke. Yeah, no I do, do it at dusk there. I go out for a cigarette at the back door, and I'll be watching the woodcock flying out of the woods beside me. Oh, wow. Oh, you sound like our kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't really have to go too far, but I'm lucky enough, like, I'm involved in four gun clubs here so they're all local 
Oh, you're, so you're I don't have to tra- I don't have to travel that far. But at times, like I get invites down to the west of Ireland and northwest of Ireland through friends, you know. Yeah. No. But the population of Woodcock could be far greater down the west of Ireland, like it would be in the Midlands. Oh. Okay. Oh, really? Okay. Like I, yeah. yeah. Well, I could go out for a day here now, and I might see. You know, it'd be a good day to see fourteen or fifteen, and you could go down there in two and a half hours. You could see thirty. Holy oh, really? crap! You don't see that in Michigan unless you're lucky. That, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah that, no, that, that, that's that, a once in ten year thing if you walk into that. Oh, no, like we were off out days, and you'd see 40, 40 plus birds. You know. Wow. Now is that all public lands? Where, where you? It would hunt, be. Well, it be. Yeah. yeah. Well, a lot, a lot of the over here, like, is nearly all gun clubs. It's nearly like you know football clubs you'd have over there. All the little parishes and little towns that all have their own little gun club. Oh, okay. So they'd have their own members. So members, out, you, you get invited into shooting these places. You don't just, you wouldn't just go in and shoot another gun club, you know? Oh, so they're, they're the traditional gun clubs, private gun clubs, where they you have to be invited in or a member. That's it, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. excellent, excellent. Okay. That's yeah. cool. And what type of gun are you hunting with? Uh, Browning 325 Sporter. Okay. Oh, it's a bit heavy for Woodcock, but I love it. Yeah, that's a nice gun. That's a really nice yeah. gun. Um, yeah. That's a over-under? Yeah. An over and under, yeah. yeah. It's a 28 bar. 28 gauge. That's a very popular Well, no, 28 inch. Sorry, 28 inch barrel. It's a 12 gauge. Oh, I thought you said 28 gauge. I'm sorry. That was a little bit of. No, no, no. Sorry. 28 inch barrels on us. So, so you you're call them. 28. See, I, I just picked up a Browning myself, a um, Sweet 16, new one. And the barrel, yeah. I found the barrel to be a little long for Oh, I think you said, you said that's a 12 gauge, though, right? Yeah. That's a twelve, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's 12. A, over under twelve with a twenty-eight inch, inch barrel. barrel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, I'm with you now. So. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, the short, I like the short little barrel because it's fast. You know, you pick up birds very quick. Like, oh, even yeah, though yeah. some people like twenty-six inch, but I like, I, I just like the pointability of it and the little bit of weight just gives it that better swinging as well. Yeah, it's exactly gotta be right. quick. I had a new, <laughs> I had a new uh, Browning this year, um, Sweet Sixteen, and I noticed with the longer barrel, it's set up for duck. But the longer barrel, yeah. I was a little slower on. Yep. And you're exactly right. That's a good point. Especially you get into the cover and you hit a branch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, if I was if I was shooting duck over decoys or pigeon, yeah, I'd have a the Morocco MK38 trap. But that has 32 inch. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But I, I find it a, a superior gun. Like, it's, it's, it's a great gun, too, the, the, the Moroccos. Now, now, what do you load in that? Eights? Yes. Olympic blue eights is now what I'm normally using. Is it hard to buy um, what you guys call cartridges? We call them shells here, but uh, can you just go into like a hardware or sporting goods store and pick them up? Or no, it'd be just to be the designated gun shops. Oh, okay, gun shops. Yeah, um, no, it's, it's not as relaxed as over there now, unfortunately. Well, it's hard to find ammunition here because of multiple factors, but you can still find shotgun shells, but the price has gone crazy on them. Um, yeah, a box unless... a box of twenty eights could be. Twenty twenty five dollars, thirty dollars. Yeah, depending on what you buy and where you find it. Yeah, but. where it used to be. How much would trap cartridges be over there? Say again, please. For clear cartridges. The clear cartridges. For clear cartridges, like for shooting mm. that... gram, but they... Uh, they were. Are you talking about like uh for slugs? Is that what you mean? For shooting. No, no, for shooting clear pigeon. Oh, for, oh, clear. Okay, so they used to be for a box. We could usually get that for what, Kevin? Six, seven dollars. Six or seven dollars. Yeah, but now they're probably fifteen. Eleven to fourteen. Eleven to fourteen. They've gone up in price. So, yeah, yeah that's American dollars, obviously. So, and, and 
Eli Alou. Everything has gone crazy, yeah. Yeah, it's they're blaming COVID, but it's other issues. <laughs> and, and, and you're shooting yeah. primarily Eli <laughs> Olympic Blues, you said. And uh, yeah. that company's been around for a long time. And, yeah, the English company. Yeah, yeah, and they've been around for, oh, my God, almost 200 100 years? 200 years. 200 years. They make good shells. Do they? And what what are the what are the common shells there, Wayne? Which you'd have every you could have every shell like you'd have Bernagi, B and P's, Fiatchi. You know, there's a load of different and, manufacturers. You know, there's loads of different shells you can get here. In Ireland, what are the common gauges to upland hunt with? I I know we use about everything. Ought to be, I suppose it's twelve and twenty bore. Twelve and twenty, yeah. No. Yeah, there'd be very few now. I I know that I'd use the twenty bore. It's nearly all twelve. Yeah, that's okay. kind of what it is over here then. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd be the yeah. oddball. Yeah, you're the oddball shooting a sixteen over Shoot there. Shooting sixteen, so. <laughs> even more expensive. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, and yeah, it'd be expensive, all right, to run. Yep. Well, and do you shoot over setters? Is it over there? It's mostly setters you're on. Uh, it's a mix. It's kind of um depends the geography of where you're hunting uh we hunt mostly in northern lower and upper peninsula of michigan near the canadian border so that ground is setters um but i do there are guys that just it's you know it's personal preference some guys run pointers yeah it's everything you see everything out there um and we have a lot of public land where you can just drive and park and get your dog out and go um but our hunting season goes well, for small game and grouse, is September 15th, pretty much through the end of the year, with the exception of they don't let us go out during two weeks of deer season. Isn't you there? Yeah. Yeah. And... I'm losing you there a bit there, so let's... Oh. Can you hear us now? I can hear you now, yeah. Okay. Yep. It's a real mixed bag, Wayne, on uh, dogs. But the one thing that would be unique for uh, your uh, Irish peers over there, your upland hunters is michigan i think we have almost a million acres of hunting land um Jeez, it's, it's more than that, state federal logging companies and it's really odd because we don't go out guided you can just walk out and uh yeah it, it's a little different experience from what you're describing now when you do your hunts are they guided hunts oh no i can just put the dogs into the car here and just go Excellent. Oh, okay. Excellent. So it's very similar. Yeah. And do you use a, yeah. do you use a mapping program or do you just know your land? Oh no, I sure it's just to know the place like the back of my hand. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, that's really I, funny, have... Wayne, because we're from Michigan, and if you hold up your left hand, that's our state. So when you say back of the hand, Matt and I know Michigan hunting lands like the back of our hand, literally. Yeah. So that's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now I did notice. Or, I'm sorry, Matt noticed and brought it to my attention that. You made a comment on one of the videos when a pheasant went up. What, what, what exactly did you think Wayne said? Oh, I thought you said, uh, oh, where, where I wrote it down. Um, basically, you didn't want to shoot the pheasant. You were, you were after no, the No, I let him off. You let him off. Yeah. That's, what, that's, that's what, what you said. Let him off. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And why was that? Yeah, just I, out of curiosity. I just, I, I, if I was training a dog at the start of the year, I'd shoot a few pheasants. Oh, like I do, we do release, oh, okay. We do, you know, we do release pheasants here ourselves at Club and, yeah, I, I'd shoot a few at the start just to get a dog going. If I was bringing on a young dog or that, or it just like I go out the first. The first of November is our our opening season. Unfortunately, we didn't get out this year because of COVID. We missed a whole month of it, mm. which was crazy. Like we could go out in the field with our dog, but we couldn't bring the gun. Oh, that's that's <laughs> kind of ridiculous. <laughs> sounds, yeah, sounds yeah. like sounds like our government. 
Yeah, we could get, you get COVID if you carried the gun, if you fired a shot out of the gun, but if you left the gun at home, you were sound. Well, you know, the, it was crazy. the way I thought, because we were talking about it before our season last year, is like, if they shut down Upland, honey, that's really dumb because you can't think of something more socially distanced. There are times I'm five miles from a person when I'm hunting. Yeah. This, this is, we had this as well. We had, we had this as well, but you're, no one could see sense in it at all. Yeah, it's a little too. But unfortunately, we lost we lost the month of November over it anyway. We got back we got back shooting lucky enough after right. we were challenged. Right, excellent. And so, so that's your season? It starts normally in November? Well, that'll be the game. The duck can start on the 1st of September. Oh, okay. On to the end of January, 31st January. And the pheasant is November to the 31st of January. Oh, that's pretty similar then. That's very similar to yeah. our season. Uh, and when, uh, do you hunt with uh, primarily with a hunting partner? I do some, yeah, I had a couple of lads there that I'd shoot with, yeah. Yeah, we heard you saying John on some of the videos. John, so. John McDermott, yeah, be one, and Wayne, be another Wayne with me as well. Yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah. the personalities of a hunting party are very interesting, aren't they? Sorry? The personalities in a hunting group is very interesting, isn't it? Oh, well, it is now, but there'll be a lot of edit now in my videos, to be honest with you. <laughs> there'll, be some, there'll be some very unsavory language sometimes. Oh, I was wondering on that. <laughs> the, the power of editing is a great job. Yeah. See, see we, before we even got in touch with you, we're, we're going to go video in the fall when we start. Yeah, we're going to try to do a little bit like you're doing, but and we have a, we're kind of wondering how that works. How it works, but it's, it's really going to be a lot some, of editing. Yeah. With our group, there's going to be a lot of editing because there's a lot of foul language but especially yeah. especially when a grouse goes up waiting and everybody in the party misses it you hear a whole yeah. colorful oh, stream yeah. of yeah. oh that's the way but sure that's what it's all about a bit of fun too isn't it yeah yeah sure well you know if you take it too if you take it too serious you're well off taking up a different sport yeah yeah do something else because it's just fun and relaxing and you know out in the field but uh, challenging that's the thing challenging well, well that's it challenging yeah that's what i enjoy most about the springers too i, as, as I said this and maybe for our yeah, just don't know when a bird is gonna flush you know you have to be on your toes the whole time that's right the whole time and that that's one of the hardest things in training is to teach yourself because you go a couple hours don't see a bird you get complacent and you're not paying attention yeah. and that's the hardest oh, that's thing it, jab you switch off if you oh, switch yeah. off at all yeah but and what what's the weather like when you guys are hunting cold and rainy uh, we, we hunt a lot cold, of in the snow wind. here so we'll get four seasons here in one day <laughs> okay to be honest. It, you know, but that doesn't be too bad though at times. You know, you get, might get nice dry mornings and frost. Frost now is nice to be out as well. We didn't get that much snow here. Yeah, see, some of our best grouse hunts, there's like two inches, you know, like what would that Yeah, be? that's later in the season, but even for us, it can be actually too warm and yeah. when we start early or mid-September. But Yeah, uh, we've hunted everything from zero Fahrenheit up to probably 80. Yeah, and, I so. like it right, right around... 15 degrees Celsius is yeah, my favorite number. That's the number. <laughs> oh, right. yeah. And you do much duck shooting or that on Lake Michigan. You're Michigan, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there are guys that go out on uh, these flat boats and lay flat on Lake Michigan. I haven't got to do that yet, but uh, I actually have a little pond behind my house and uh, do a lot of duck hunting there. Um, and uh, I took up kayak hunting recently, and uh, that's that's really challenging where you shoot yeah. a kayak. It's kind of fun. Hmm. Um. <laughs> yeah, but you'll we... be sneaking up with the oars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We... Over here, you can't shoot out of anything that's moving. Well, you probably could if you were rowing, but you're not any mechanical let propelled. No, <laughs> yeah, you kind of gotta go find yourself a spot and sit there and just wait. So, 
We're it, not safe and put out to be, guys. Yeah. Is it expensive to license in Ireland? The gun license wouldn't be expensive, no. Okay. It, I think it's 70 euro for every three years, or 90 euro, I think, for every three years. Oh, every three years. Okay. Yeah, it's renewed, it's renewed every three years now. One time it was annually, but now they've been pushed out every three years. That's not too bad. That's not too bad. And then you find gun, gun clubs then and insurance on top of that. It's still not not overly expensive. Hmm. What about, um? I saw that, do you guys, oh, you're at a gun club, so you're not probably required, like, here, when we go out upland hunting, we have to wear orange, like the don't shoot me orange. Um, I was just noticing the videos. That's probably because you're at a gun club. Doesn't matter, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't, no, it's not, it's not mandatory here, but I, I actually, I got sponsorship off um, a crowd in Italy, Zotta Forest. You'd probably see some of the, the latest videos I put up. Uh, the clothing. No, I haven't seen those yet. So I'll be yeah, working though. Uh, yeah. Well, I got a bit of sponsorship now, and they're nice clothes. Like they're the the bright orange and bright yellow on them, and you know. Yeah, but I'd always, I'd always wear a red hat, and any of the lads that'd be with me, would always have an orange hat on them, you know, just for our own safety. Even though it's not mandatory, but we just do it, you know. Right. I was just curious. It just caught my eye. I'm like, oh man, they don't have to wear orange over there. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> have to have orange, and if you get stopped, you better have orange. Yeah. On. Speaking of that, do you guys? Yeah. What with we have what we call DNR officers or uh, conservation officers, like rangers. Uh, yeah. Okay. You call them rangers, and they can. Yeah. Here they can stop and ask for your license and your id and you know make sure you're safe and everything i'm sure they have that so you guys call them rangers there right i'm i'm over 40 years shooting and i met the first one in 2019 oh, okay you're kidding me Wayne. <laughs> so that'll tell you oh well, yes what, i was going duck shooting i was going duck shooting on the first of september before i put my bow into the slipway a ranger approached me and asked me how to you have to have a four shores permit to shoot the shores over oh, really? here that's all I want to reduce me permit, and that's the first time I've ever been stopped by a ranger. Oh, we've been stopped a lot, yeah, actually. And uh, we had one really funny scene where my brother and I were separated from the party, and uh, and they pulled up on them where the trucks were, and they were going through everything. They're looking at their guns, their licenses, and we're about 50 yards away on a ridge behind trees mocking our friends. Yeah. <laughs> Making fun of them. Making fun of them. It was hilarious. Text messages. Yeah. I hope they haul you away. Um, Now, here's probably the most important question, because you've piqued our uh, curiosity a lot, Wayne. Probably the most important Mm. question for our covey, our listeners. Yes. How can Americans come to Ireland and hunt? There'd be certain tour guides around the country that probably bring in tourist shooters. Oh, okay, so it'd be a travel. You know, package, but if it's the likes yeah. of me, the likes of me, if I okay, all right, I, 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 I just uh, was don't un- honestly know. I don't know too much about the tour. The, the guy. No, that's okay. We we can look that up if yeah. we get a question. I, I didn't expect you to know that. I just thought you might because, I, you know, there's there's certain things we'd like, you know, our listeners would like to do, and um, coming Ooh. to Ireland to hunt would probably be high on some list. So. Um, do you here? Here's something we've talked about on our podcast, and we've talked about for years. Do you get, see a lot of younger people hunting? No, no, and it's getting smaller and smaller oh. as the years go by. And we're coming in now to a new transition of this uh, the lead shot ban. We we still shoot lead here, and it's turn it's going to steel shot now. So I think there'll be an awful lot of more people getting out of the sport because it's quite expensive to shoot steel. Yeah, we had even a- for us. We had a shell. Man- we had a local shell manufacturer on, Boss, 
shells and that's that's what they're doing we yeah. we also still hunt lead but he hunted lead yeah. yeah but it's being phased out over time yeah we but, can't we can't shoot but, duck with lead but um, yeah, but that's that, that was the uh, the initial thing coming in here was, was lead and now they're looking for it for all over oh and they're looking to try and get to do away with lead altogether even in clay pigeon shooting by by 2025 so i don't know how that's going to go and if if you do shoot then in clay that it has been an environment where the, 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 it's not going into the environment that you're going to have to be able to gather it you know the way they do it at the the big shoots like yes. the olympics and the big yeah. screens at the back and it catches the lead oh, so right. like the cost that for all them small clay pigeon clubs, like I don't think yeah, they'll cease to exist after this. The clay and trap shooters will suffer the most of that because they shoot more rounds than I do typically. But, yeah, the new, the well, new shells that are showing up here are copper bismuth and uh, tungsten and a couple others. But there are alternatives, but again, they're more expensive. They're very expensive. That, yeah. that tungsten is very expensive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, it all is. Um, any other questions you have, Kevin? Well, there is one segment we do, Wayne. Um, it's called First Best or Last um, about a grouse story. We have a, or For him, it'd be Woodcock. Yeah, Woodcock. I'm sorry. Uh, we I'll look for funny stories. Do you have a quick little story to tell us? A pretty, Jeez, pretty I don't. <laughs> no, off the top of my head, no, I don't. What was the, la- what's the last bird you harvested? Well, how about that? Uh, the uh, it was the, the last day of the season. It was very, very wet here. And I went over, it was only across the river from my own house, and I went over, and I don't know, we were after having a bit of slagging going on about shooting birds the day before, and I got all the shots. The lads that was with me didn't shoot any. <laughs> and I went out on my own the last day of the season, and the first five woodcock got up, I missed the five of them. <laughs> I, I, I shot the sixth one. I was cursing the lads. I'm not joking. I said these boys are after putting the they're after putting the blight on me now. I couldn't hit a thing. <laughs> I'm not joking you. I missed the first five woodcock on the last day of the season, and I shot the sixth one, and I went home. That was it. <laughs> That's a great story, <laughs> Wayne. We know you're a real upland hunter. Real upland hunters tell more about the misses than the hits yeah, because we all right. miss a lot. Yeah, yeah but you, you won't see them on YouTube. That's right. <laughs> You're not going to post that? Really? Well, no, thank God it was wet. The camera was wet. <laughs> the footage wasn't great. Well, one of our, our big story from our, our hunt last fall was I twice on two different trips had a grouse come out of a tree right next to my head where I had to duck. And they saw it, our hunting party. I, it's just hilarious, you know, because the birds aren't supposed to come after us. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, but we yeah. love we love the stories, and that's a great story because it's a true upland story. I missed the well, first it's a true five. Story. Yeah, I missed the first five. <laughs> I, I, I know when I, when I've met people they... that evening, and I cursed them all, and I said, "You're after putting the blight on me. I couldn't shoot a thing today." One of our guys says. Uh, Instead of the birds giving you the finger, he says, I think that bird gave you the wing, Kevin. <laughs> so. yeah, well, that's for sure. They give it to me anyway. Yeah. Wayne, <laughs> you've been an exceptional guest. We'd like to talk to you again in the future. And uh, no, uh, no, no problem. It was nice, nice having me. Oh, but before you go, please plug your YouTube channel and give all the listeners any way they can get to your information. And uh, that would be great. That's part of the reason we want you on. Oh, yeah. You can plug away there, away in outdoor pursuits there. There's duck hunting, there's fishing, there's salmon fishing on it, pigeon shooting. Okay. I have everything, woodcock shooting, pheasants. So 
Oh, beautiful. There's a bit for everybody there. All right. And that's Wayne's Outdoor Pursuits on YouTube, right? Yep. Yeah, yes. Okay, okay, Wayne. Thanks, Wayne. If you ever get to the United States, look us up. We'll take you in. Uh, look, uh, I might look you up. I might go over and do a bit of fishing on Lake Michigan someday. Yeah, hey. Do you we... do any salmon fishing over there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We got rivers out of Lake Michigan that trout, lake trout, um, salmon. Whatever you want to do, it's oh, here. Oh yeah, we got we got uh, brook trout up north. Um, yeah, steelhead. Steelhead. I mean, there. Michigan is one of those special places, like Ireland. I mean, we just got so much here, and uh, we could do a deal over for a bit of woodcock. I go over and do a bit of fishing. There you oh, go. That. That'd be great. <laughs> Not only fishing, we'll you come over in the fall. We'll take you grouse hunting, Wayne. <laughs> there you go. Once, no you, mother, no once, once you go grouse hunting, you don't go backwards. I'm just saying. <laughs> It's one bird I have never shot as a grouse. Yeah, well, come over here. We'll get you one. <laughs> All right, Wayne. Wayne, <laughs> you, you have a, I know it's evening over there. You have a great evening. We really appreciate you coming on. You were a lot of fun. Thanks a lot, lads. Thanks right. for having me. Thanks. Enjoy. Have a good day. Thank you. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that was an awesome guest. Our first international guest for St. Patrick's Day. What do you think, Kevin? I thought he was an excellent guest. I really like his spirit, his laughter, and uh, really learned a lot. I never been to Ireland, but um, it's it's a different environment. Yeah, I, I've been there on vacation and uh, for work a few times, and I'm always doing you know the touristy things, just driving around, seeing castles and stuff. Oh man, I'd love to go hunt and fish there. That'd be oh, sweet. that's just sweet, sweet. So, I mean, I have to start looking for a uh, travel company that offers that option. Yeah, yeah, it's a. Uh, it's uh, interesting. Interesting their grouse is gone now because of uh, taking the peat out for energy. and But they have uh, plentiful woodcock and pheasant. So that's that's very interesting. It's a lot yeah. different than it is. Some similar things, though, like their seasons are pretty close. Pretty close. Uh, it doesn't sound like the regulations are too too hard and the fees are a little higher than we're used to but yeah and then they have the gun club thing but that's probably carried over from well i think heritage right or well i think it's it's a lot different than here in north america i think there's more private land there's not a lot of terrible amount of public hunting Mm -hmm. land and so i think they lean to the private estate hunts from what Wayne was describing, which are still really good hunts, obviously. You just don't have access to public lands. But we enjoyed Wayne, and look for Wayne on Wayne Outdoor Pursuits on YouTube. Yeah, um, his videos are, are they're, awesome. They're top-notch. They're, yeah. they're really well done. He's a fun guy, and I yep. hope, hope you enjoyed the interview. And we want to thank Wayne and wish all the best to him. And hopefully, as we said, we'll have him on again. Yeah, that was kind of – we actually didn't tell him, but we celebrate St. Patrick's Day, which really isn't a big deal. I guess it is in Ireland, but I've been told it's not as a big deal as it is here, kind of like Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> oh, I never thought about that. I've seen some wild – St. Patrick's Day. I used to be in St. Paul, Minnesota, every St. Patrick's Day. I've never seen a city go so crazy. Yeah, I'm telling you. I guess was... we could have asked him. I'm I'm not sure, but I don't. Think well, it's... there's yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't think it's as big as a deal as it is here. But that's kind of nah. like why we wanted to have them, and uh, it was great hearing an Irish accent on our podcast. Sorry about the technical difficulties. We were uh, voice over internet, so it was a little in and out. Um, not sure which side, but maybe on that secret cable or satellite cross or through the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? But Who knows? we lost him there for a little bit, or he lost us. I'm not sure which, but uh, hopefully you guys heard most of that. So we want to wish uh, the Cubby be safe over St. Patrick's Day. And uh, on our way out, prior to our uh, 
conclusion where we have our information on how to get in contact with us, Kevin's going to go ahead and read something for St. Patrick's Day. Well, I'll be in St. Patrick's Day and with our guest, uh, Limerick uh, comes right into play, I believe. So there was an old hunter with a beard who said, it's just as I feared. To rough in a hen and a bomber around the bend have all built their nest in my beard. That's, Nice. Nice. I I, I have talent. It's just nothing that's useful. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for listening to uh, our podcast. We'll probably be with you back uh, later this month. Um, Probably while everybody's down in Florida and spring break on the beach, we'll be recording a podcast. Can I I throw one last thing? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, We're talking about having an engraver on and we're in conversations with one. But we're looking for, if anybody has an engraver for two purposes, to bring on to talk about engraving guns and carving. And um, also because we we are considering having our bird camp logo put on the uh, free Bark River knife for the Patreon. So whoever wins that. So if anybody out there is listening that knows a really good engraver that works on guns, um, we found one. We're just uh, still trying to work out the technicalities. but it Yeah, we're not stuck with him. Nope. We're open to talking to others because he, he wasn't really a knife guy. He was... Right or was he? Well, he's a top, top, top level carver, and he he engraves not only the metal, but he carves. Excuse me, the the stock of the gun. He makes like birds coming out of the guns. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, but he he's such a top level one. Oh yeah, it might be beyond our budget for the <laughs> knife. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. So anybody that knows some really good engravers in Michigan, let us know. That's affordable. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thanks. We're out. We're out. Thank you for listening to the Bird Camp Podcast. If you'd like to get a hold of us, feel free to contact us directly at www.birdcamp.net. On that website, we're also selling merchandise including Bird Camp hats, Bird Camp shirts, Bird Camp gun cleaning cloths, and Bird Camp koozies. If you'd like to email us directly, our email is mi.birdcamp at gmail.com. On social media, look for us on Facebook by just searching Bird Camp. We do thank you for listening to Bird Camp Podcast. We'll see you on our next episode. See ya!